I am not my hair, or am I? Written June 18th, 2011 at 4.34 p.m. During the summer of 2006, my friend Tasha and I would take joy rides through the city of Cleveland, singing along to India Irie's song, I Am Not My Hair, while the song played on blast. At the time, we both had full head weaves. My relationship with the full head weave began in 2004 when I decided to go natural. By natural, I meant that I decided to stop using cream relaxer to straighten my hair. I had a stylist in Brooklyn, Yvette, who convinced me that the weave would be a good alternative for me, and I went through this transition. She warned me that it could be addictive, and it was. I finally had the long flowing locks I'd longed for as a little black girl, and I had options, bone straight, wet and wavy, curly tendrils. Hair weaves allowed me to live into a Western cultural beauty ideal, and I was completely turned out even though I was technically going natural. And by the time I was living in Trenton and dating Kesner, I was somewhere between natural and not. By this time, I had fully transitioned from relaxer, and I had a full head of natural hair. My natural hair was beautiful, thick and full. I would get it flat ironed and pressed during the cold months, when I didn't have to worry about the humidity. And I always reserved a month, the month of August, as my Afro month. I rocked my Afro puff, but only in August. And the rest of the year or at any time that my hair felt dry, brittle, or simply unmanageable, I went back to my old trusty, my beloved hair weave. But if I'm honest, as much as I tried to own it, there was always a part of me that never fully felt authentic, nor did I feel beautiful because that part of me that made me pretty was not real. It was a covering. I'm not quite sure what happened to me on that airplane ride back from the Delta Convention, but somewhere between New Orleans and New Jersey, I made the decision to chop my hair off. In retrospect, I think it was probably about control. I couldn't change the way that I felt, so I needed to change the way that I looked. I could control that. I also didn't want to look like Kesner's girlfriend anymore. I was starting over. This was a marker, a turning point, and I needed to look different. I also thought that, in that moment, I was just crazy enough to justify doing something drastic. It was now or never. Against the will of my line sisters, Kim and Talithia, I went to Target on my way home from the airport and I bought hair scissors. I was staying alone at Kiana's that night, and when I arrived I didn't waste any time. I stood in the mirror of Kiana's guest bathroom and I took one last look at myself as I had been. Then I took a clump of my hair in my hand and I cut it off. I cut my hair in chunks. There was no method to my madness. I just cut and cut and cut. It felt good, like a shedding. I was shedding away energy that I'd carried in my hair for years and years. With each chop, I felt lighter. I cut my hair in a frenzy until it was all gone. It was all on the floor. And what was left on my head was about two inches long, all around, a mini afro. I could hardly look at myself in the mirror when I was finished. I felt ugly. What had I done? I didn't look for long. I cleaned up instead. It would take me another hour before I could muster the nerve to get back in that mirror. The second time around, I just stared at myself. This was me, the real me, without my covering, raw, naked. Could I get to know me like this? Could I find beauty in it, in me? 
As I stared at myself in the mirror, I heard Kessner's voice in my head saying, You know I think you're beautiful, right? He'd said that to me on the Sunday before he died. But did I think I was beautiful? I went to bed not knowing. I would deal with that tomorrow.